Welcome to the Midweek Season 2. I'm your host, Scotty Beth, and I'm so glad that you're here. Every other week, we are going to be having conversations with different parents about what it looks like to parent through the phases. Every stage of your child's life, from birth to adulthood, is categorized into a phase, and we want to help equip you in each one. So whether you are listening as you are driving to work, waiting in the car pickup line, or walking on the treadmill, we hope these conversations empower and encourage you on your parenting journey as you continue to love God, love others, and impact this world and your kids with Jesus. Well, happy Wednesday, parents. It is another episode of The Midweek. We are so glad that you decided to tune in today. Today's conversation is going to be all about raising adult kids, and our wonderful guest on the podcast is Miss Tanya Farmer. Tanya, welcome to the pod. Hello. Thank you, Scotty Beth. Appreciate it. Yeah, we are so excited um, that you're here. And so, as I was saying, even before we hit record, um, you and I have had a friendship for a long time, about almost all of my time here at Northside, almost. 10 years. Um, But for those that don't know you, um, tell us a little bit about you, your family, your job. Who is Tanya Farmer? Um, My name is Tanya. My husband is Darren. We um, will have been married 30 years this summer. So I was obviously a child bride, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have two kids, two boys, Cole and Jake. Um, We have a daughter-in-law, Carson. We have two foster grandbabies Mm. who we love dearly and hope to claim as our own one day. Mm-hmm. Um, I work for What If Media Group. It's a, a marketing company. I'm an accountant. They're based out of New York, so I've worked um, remote from home for almost 10 years wow. and love it. So I just can be in my PJs all day. <laughs> um, and something about me, I love the outdoors. And we were just talking mm-hmm. about that when we were looking at the sky when yep. I was walking in. I'm, I'm going to go home and shovel a yard of mulch, and I'm looking forward to it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> In fact, Darren and I are heading out to uh, Big Bend this next week to just have a little outdoor time and hike, and um, we're staying at off-the-grid VRBO place because I no longer sleep on the ground, yeah. but I want to be away from people, so this has, like, composting toilets and a, and a bed and probably not much more, but that's okay. Wow, so, that sounds yeah, so fun. It. That looking sounds so fun. So um, I obviously got the awesome opportunity uh, to be one of the student ministers when Cole and Jake went through student ministry, which was awesome. Um, also got to watch you as a D-group leader. And so you got to run this um, this fun time of being D-group leader and mom as you watched your boys in student ministry. But if you had to tell us one thing or a couple of things, what um, what are some favorite things about being a mom? That was a hard, hard question in a way, because I think I've really loved every phase. Mm. Um, They're all so different. You know, I mean, I think the only thing I did not enjoy was my first trimester because I was very sick with both boys, (laughs) lost 10 pounds with both of them, Uh, but quickly gained it back. Um, But, but no, I mean, I just, um, being a mom, it can be scary and overwhelming. Um, It's always very humbling, Mm -hmm. but it has brought me closer to the Lord in a way that um, probably never would have before because I've learned to just um, lean on him yeah. when I didn't know, you know, what else to do. Um, it's something that I share with Darren that's so special. I mean, mm. what else do you, I mean, no one else is going to love your kids like your spouse. And so that's just, um, that's some, that's a bond between us. That's really meaningful. But as far as the best part, I mean, really just a hug from one of the kids mm-hmm. and, um, and time together. We love spending time together and that's, that's really what's most important to me. Yeah. And your boys so. are 
So sweet. They are so sweet. <laughs> um, so when you and Darren, before you had Cole and Jake, as y'all were preparing to start a family, mm-hmm. what are some of the foundational principles you guys decided on that you wanted to raise your kids with? Yeah. So when you say foundation, immediately, I just thought, I mean, the Bible, the Bible is our foundation, Yeah. period. I mean, it, we believe it's the inspired word of God. It is the absolute truth that really everything else is built upon. Yeah. Um, early on, there were three books that we read. Actually, I read, Darren, you know, got the cliff notes from me, <laughs> uh, Growing Kids God's Way, Creative Corrections, and then probably my favorite book is Shepherding a Child's Heart oh, by Ted Tripp. I love that one. Um, we realized early on there's so much more to parenting than just a set of roles. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that it is. And if we if we could shape their hearts, mm-hmm. um then that would help shape the decisions they made down the road. And that whole book is based on the premise of like Luke 645, that out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was kind of our foundation that um, we built everything on. That is, man, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, well, one of the things we're doing this season on the podcast is talking about all of the phases that children and students go through. And so um, that is from Orange Curriculum. We did not create it, but we definitely use it. Um, and one of the things um, in student ministry is while we don't use the specific Orange Curriculum, we let it influence um, how we walk through student ministry. And we operate under Northside's overall church vision. And so we want to help every student love God, love others and impact the world with Jesus. And so, as I said before, both boys came through the student ministry. And so how did this vision impact your boys and how do you see them living out these principles, um, in their adult life? Um, you know, student ministry did a good job of, um, dealing with the practical day-to-day stuff Mm -hmm. that teens face. Um, but just talking about that and, taking it the next step to go, how do I, as a Christ follower, respond? Mm-hmm. How do I, what's, how do I handle these situations I find myself in? Um, and hearing that from someone other than mom and dad was yeah. important, especially at that age. Mm-hmm. Um, another part of it that was really good for them, I think, was through the D groups, seeing into the lives of other families. Mm-hmm. You know, every family is so different. And so getting to hear other kids share their struggles, good things, how their families responded, I mean, it just built the boys' toolboxes so that they were ready when they face situations mm-hmm. in their families. They're going to be different than what they faced at home with us. Yeah. Um, so that was huge. And then I think that the outside, just the missions piece of it was important because mm-hmm. um, it allowed, just mission trips allowed them to see um, the world in a different perspective. You know, teens are so self-focused. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that you probably spent more birthdays with Jake than I did after <laughs> he turned 13 because his birthday was spring break. Yeah. So, you know, I never got to see him on his birthday. He was always on a mission trip. And, um, you know, he definitely has the heart to do the physical stuff, the serving, the painting, the building that way. Whereas Colin Carson, you know, through their multiple trips to Haiti, I mean, just mm-hmm. really early on developed that love for um, the orphan mm-hmm. and, you know, developed it a desire to foster and, and one day hopefully adopt. So mm-hmm. that's yeah, it was very, very life changing for, for our family. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, I just love hearing even from you, from the mom's perspective, you know, I get to see little snippets here and there um, as they're now adults, but it's so fun to hear from you. Um, another thing we learned um from Orange and just also through watching our students graduate and go into adult life. Um, In the adult phase, uh, we start to look at parents as a peer 
and a type of wise counsel. And this is the phase where they have really and truly fully stepped into independence. So this is past college, whether they are married or still single, they have stepped into independence. They're beginning to establish their own family foundations. And so what we see is they're asking questions like, how am I doing? Did I make you proud? How can I merge what I learned from my family? Um, And how do I implement those things in my life? We see that adults want their parents of advice, but They want it in small doses, but they definitely are searching for parent affirmation. And so do you see Cole and Jake asking these questions through their words and actions? And how do you as a mom meet them in these in these adult moments? Yeah, yeah. Stepping back and I'm waiting to be asked the question is hard. It is not. It's a battle that I fight. Um, (laughs) It's not one I always win. but, and I think especially as a mom of boys, they're probably even less apt maybe than girls to, to ask for help or to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do, you know, they do call. And when they call and want to talk about their day or tell me what's going on or ask, I mean, that's my chance to affirm what, what their decisions, you mm-hmm. know, what they're doing. Um, show them, tell them about the way God is working in that situation. Um, offer um, perspective, advice. Um, and just just listen so yeah what you said is is spot on I mean really it's just waiting for the right opportunity mm-hmm. um, you really have to kind of wait to be asked and then just look for those open doors and yeah be ready to walk through yeah and that's interesting to think about because then you said this at the very beginning like um, you know raising them you had to rely on God a lot and even now as they're adults like you are continuing in this posture with the Lord of I've done it I've given them to you and now I still am having to rely on you for what this new season looks like and so absolutely that just shows me that like as an adult like man it really is true that God never stops like he's (laughs) continuing to walk with us through every season yes and you need it yes absolutely I need it Um, So we know that adults in this phase, they are motivated by excitement and affirmation. And so how do you use moments where your boys are excited about making their own decisions, about, um, you know, kind of forging through in their own life, but they're also asking for affirmations toward those decisions? Um, How do you use those moments to teach them about God, point them to Jesus? Um, You know, I don't that question was a little bit hard because I'm not really sure at this stage how much teaching I'm still doing in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that at this point they're really making a lot of their own decisions for themselves. They're wanting to kind of shape their own, um, beliefs to go in their own direction. That's kind of where that, um, foundation stuff yeah. you know, was, was important. Absolutely. Early on. Uh, for me, I think my role at this point is really just being consistent mm-hmm. in what I have always told them are, do they see Darren and I still serving and giving and worshiping and, um, doing all the things that we said were important for so long. You know, I remember my parents always telling us, you know, you don't retire from being a Christian. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the messages they were showing me in the 70s, they're still living out today in 2023. And I want my kids to see that same level of consistency in us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the way I look or I think about my role of teaching now is more just modeling a Christ-like life for them. Yeah. And that, like, as an adult child, like, that matters because I think of my own parents, like, hey, I live with them and we have conversations all the time, but they allow me to make my own decisions. But I have had conversations with my parents where I'm like, 
and it's a little bit sassy, so sorry, but it's like, well, are you doing that? And it's ah, this calling about. <laughs> it is, and it's this sharpening um, where I need to yeah. sometimes take a step back and not be sassy. Um, but all that to say, like, it gives me comfort as that as the adult kid to see, hey, mom and dad are still living out exactly what they taught me, and what an honor to get to live it out with them now, which is really cool. Um, so obviously this is, this is a new season for you. Uh, it's a new kind of relationship with your boys. Both of you, um, you're relearning how to continue in relationship, how to be consistent. Um, so what are you hoping other than consistency that your kids learn from you as you're navigating being mom, but also a wise counselor, a constant voice, cheerleader? I like the word relearning. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we're always relearning. I mean, just as a parent all the time. I mean, yeah. what worked one day does not work the next day. And what works for one child does not work for the other child. Yeah. So it's just constant change and constantly relearning um, what works. Um, I want the boys to know that none of us have it all figured out. Mm. And I, I don't. I mean, we don't have it all figured out. Um, and I, you know, from early age, I surrounded myself or as an early mom, a young mom, surrounded myself with other moms who were in that same stage. And I still do. I mean, I still am asking my other mom friends that are Christians, how do you handle the situation? What do you do? Um, I'm watching other moms. I remember several families that as a young mom that I watched, they were one or two stages ahead. And I would watch them, you know, at church. I'd watch them in the parking lot as they're dealing with their kids that didn't want to get in car seats. And <laughs> I would watch as they were teaching Bible class and daily, you know, weekly getting their kids to church. And um, and that was that was what was most important. I mean, it's just being able to see what other people are doing and how they handle situations. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I guess I would just want my kids to surround themselves with other godly influences that mm-hmm. are going to help guide them. Yep. That makes me think of, um, I'm pretty sure Cole has it as a tattoo, um, but it's the never arrive. Um, I totally forgot about that. Um, but funny. it is like, I remember in student ministry before he got the tattoo, I remember he talked to me and Alex about it. Um, and it's so funny that, you know, that came back around to what you're trying to teach them. Like that's already instilled in one of your sons. And I think that's really cool. That's crazy. I'm not even a thought about that. <laughs> Um, so as you are thinking, like you said, you know, you looked to people, um, who were a couple steps ahead of you. And so when you think of moms who are a couple steps behind you or are in this phase of, I have adult kids, um, other than what you've shared, what are some last tidbits, last encouragement charges that you would put in front of them to walk with their kids in this adult phase of life? Um, you know, the first thing I thought of was just remembering, um, yourself at that age. Mm. When I think back at my um, of myself, at my 20-year-old, newly married self, I was so confident in my rightness. Mm. I mean, it's, it's embarrassing. It really is. I mean, I just, I was. I just, I knew I knew everything. Um, and I, I think about some families that we did um, neon group with. We were leading some small, a small group of um, high school kids, and they had they were a stage or two ahead of us. And I just thank God for the grace that they showed me mm-hmm. and did not feel obligated to point out how clueless I really was. <laughs> um, they knew that I would learn that lesson for myself. Mm-hmm. And they just, you know, were quiet and just um, and just gave me grace. And so yeah. I want to, you know, encourage other parents to just do that when you see your 20-year-old saying and doing things that you're, you know, just remember yourself back at that age. Mm, that's good. Um, the second thing is 
probably most important is just praying for your kids. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my very favorite books, I have lots of favorite books, but one of the (laughs) ones that I use a lot now is um, praying the scriptures over your adult Mm -hmm. children. And it's divided in sections. Um, It's all about, you know, your kids getting the first job or relationship issues or, um, you know, mental health issues or child, child, having kid issues. I mean, every adult, your kids get bigger and the problems and the decisions do too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it, it never gets easier, which mm-hmm. is which is kind of hard. I thought you, it got easier, but it didn't because my control is less. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I have zero control. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. Yep. I, I have zero control. I, I realize that. I like to think I have more, um, but, but God does. Mm-hmm. You know, he has control. So I can take all my worries and fears and pour them out to him. And I do. And, um, and he hears and he loves my kids like I do. Mm, so that's, that's, that's going to make me cry. Oh. Uh, and the last thing is, um, this is this is the time we get to be their friends. Mm. You know, for so long, we weren't their friends. We were their parents. You know, our role was to parent and teach and guide and discipline. And, um, and that's kind of done. So now I get to be their friend. Mm-hmm. And um, we just sit in that and enjoy it. And and it's a good season. Yeah. One thing uh, that I remember my dad telling me one time, and he didn't say it in this way, but he meant the same thing. Uh, control is different, but influence is not. Like your mom is still always going to be your mom. Your dad is still always going to be your dad. And so um, that's something to just hang on to, too, as an adult parent is, you know, your influence is still always there. Yeah. So. Thank you. That, that's a great point. That's a great point. Well, Tanya, I have loved having this conversation with you. I've always loved what you have to say and the way that the Lord works in your life. And so excited for our parents uh, to hear this. And so thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It was a good conversation. Can't wait for others to hear. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Midweek. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation and are walking into the rest of your day with some encouragement on your parenting journey. God has chosen you to be the primary discipler of your kids, and we are cheering you on and praying you up every step of the way. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to check out the show notes for some extra resources. If you are looking for a new church home, we would love to invite you to Northside Christian Church. We have services on campus and online every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. We would love to have you join us. That's it for this week's episode. See you next time.